All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Pass Rock Podcast. This is a brand new season, season two. Uh, it's been a while, guys. Um, it's been a it's been a couple of uh, a rough couple of months, but uh, we back and we better. Um, today, I have a special guest with me, uh, Texas Tech alumni, basketball player, Ken Evans. What's good, bro? Nothing much. I appreciate you for having me. No problem, bro. Uh, how's how's it been, man? Post grad life, and I know. Yeah, you you playing overseas ball. How's that going for you, bro? Uh, it's going pretty good right now. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the best part of post-grad life is no homework. Um, <laughs> and I just get to kind of, you know, do what I love, which is play basketball. And that's kind of, you know, like traveling the world so I get yeah. to see the world um, and just play the game I love. True, true. I definitely feel you on that post-grad life, no homework then, because, bro, like after graduating, like after, you know, the whole grad weekend, everything yeah. goes crazy and then – that time you just have with peace, no homework, you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about getting into class. And then it doesn't quite hit you. Like, I don't feel like it's hit me yet because, you know, I just graduated in May. But it's like, I feel like over time, once you, like, once you realize, oh, school's starting, everyone's going to class, but I'm yeah, chilling, like, man, no school exactly, for me. Exactly. And then you realize that, like, you actually graduated. Yeah. And that not hit me yet, though. Nah, it's going to set in. It's going to set in, man. Uh, so what would you say, uh, post-grad life, what's your favorite, like, what's the favorite part of just you know, I know it's kind of different for you because you're an athlete who's, you know, uh, playing ball professionally. But what was your favorite part of, you know, getting out of tech, getting out of school and just having that free time? Um, I don't know. I'm a pretty uh, simple guy. So getting away from, you know, just like Lubbock and, and tech is just like, I don't know, seeing my family. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I had never just really just been out in Dallas. And so once I got back, I really yeah. got to experience Dallas because, you know, before I went to college, I was only like, 17, like, I was 17 oh. going into Tech. I was, like, a young freshman. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't really get to just experience Dallas. So ever since, you know, I got older, I, I'm, I'm actually yeah. active in Dallas and, you know, go see friends and hang out and stuff. So, yeah, that makes sense because, uh, I mean, I went to Tech a little bit older, um, but I never really experienced Dallas either, mm-hmm. especially growing up in Plano, you know, like a lot of your friends coming out of high school are from Plano, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple who live, like, close to Dallas, but – I think the first time I actually went out to like downtown Dallas was like maybe sophomore year, sophomore year of nah, high school, of a probably around college. the same time as me. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's different, bro, because you realize that Lubbock spoils you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Lubbock spoils. Like you know, if you if you're in a you know if you're in Lubbock, number one, I mean, I think gas is pretty general, but like first of all, Lubbock is. 15 minutes it's a 15 minute drive yeah 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 so it's like bro you're good like walk you anywhere can, yeah you can you can wake up you can have work at 8 a.m and wake up at 7 30 exactly. you can see make it on time but in dallas like you gotta worry about traffic mm-hmm. you gotta worry about stupid accidents happening you gotta yeah. worry about so much stuff all the construction going on <laughs> and like i think another thing is like nightlife like when you go yeah. out you know you're getting drinks and all that stuff you know you go to you go to lubbock they have so many specials you have five dollar drinks three dollar drinks you come to dallas he's like yeah let me get a let me get a shot for me and him man and it's 25 like, <laughs> 30 i'm like bro come on love it doseki one dollar no, no like, literally bro it's like 25 dollars no and you're like bro what like i remember like i gave like one of my friends they were, they were about to buy around i was like okay here i'm about to go to the restroom real quick and then they gave me about the, the receipt i said like 80 dollars I'm like eighty dollars, yeah, <laughs> and like, it was like, four who you, drinks. Yeah, I was who like, "What you the for? This is like, come on!" And it's just funny because you and get, then they want a tip after that. And, they, you they, like, bro, and you got a tip, like you literally yeah, yeah, got a tip. Pretty much, you, they ain't gonna show you no love if yeah. you don't. Yeah, and for me, I'm a server. Like I served for a while now, and mm-hmm. if I'm not tipping, bro, like why am I not tipping? Like, yeah. like someone else, I feel bad. Yeah, because you got grown you know people. Life. Yeah, this this is this is their job. But anyways, man, we're gonna go straight into basketball. Um, I guess my first question uh would be what really got you into basketball um i come from a family of people that play sports my mom went to uh, college for basketball my my dad went to college for track but he played basketball in high school and i think that was his first love so um just them just putting the ball in my hands i was i was my mom had me when she was like 18 so i was a freshman with her when she was going to college for basketball so i'm at basketball practice chilling Class is chilling, so I'm, I've just been around basketball and since I was young, and it's just kind of, you know, the ball's always been in my hand. I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, so at what point in time, you know, you playing basketball, you know, you, you're doing your thing, what what point in time you realize, oh, I'm actually good at this, like this is something I can do? Um, Man, I would say around the ninth grade um, is when I actually started to get serious. It was, you know, at first, you know, as a kid, 
especially me, um, I was plan- kind of playing in those primetime PSA kind of. Oh, PSA one and, and twos. You know, yeah, and I'm kind of, you know, killing them. And I'm just yeah. like, all right. And we thinking that's like the highest level. I'm like, come on, man. So we finally figure out the AAU circuit. And, you know, I yeah. get on them teams and I'm still, you know, getting active out there. So I'm just like, yeah. And then it's like, I think after that freshman year, like for after freshman year of high school going into that summer, I was like, I got my first college letter. I was like, oh, okay. Like, where you get it from? Oh man, oh. I have no idea who the first one was from. <laughs> who was? I have no idea, man. But it was, it was fun seeing them college letters come yeah. in, man. It was just like I was waiting for the mail every day. Yeah. Like, like, I'm excited for the mail. My parents not looking forward to for the mail because bills coming, and I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> you for, ready college. To look for yeah. college letters. Yeah. Um. So. I know you, uh, you you went to Berkner High School, yeah. uh, Richardson, right? Yep. So how was it? Uh, how was it playing over there? Did y'all? What kind of schools y'all got to play? Oh man, um, in our district we had like Lake Highlands, Richardson, uh, JJ Pierce, uh, WT White. Who else did we have? We, um, like we'd only play like. You know, playing those schools in the playoffs, McKinney schools yeah. playoffs. But other than that, we had it was a solid conference. We had Dallas Skyline in our. Um, they were good, right? Yeah, they were. They, they were, were good. good. They right? always yeah. gave us a run for our money. But it was it was cool. We were uh, a basketball school, and I think I think we still are. I'm not really sure, but it was cool because we had uh, a couple guys on that on that, that squad that um, went to some uh, like the UT, the uh, San Diego um, mm-hmm. State, and. We had some 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 really good talent, so we had like you know ballers life at games and stuff. So oh, it, was, it was pretty fun, yeah. And I think my junior year we went to state, and so it was fun. We always you know making runs in the playoffs. Man, that's that's actually good because honestly, I went to Plano senior, bro. We so you know out of Plano West, I don't know if you know how Plano works, but out of Plano West, Plano East, and Plano senior, getting uh, basketball, mm-hmm. Plano senior was at the bottom. So it was like, is that, is that the maroon? The yeah, maroon, maroon yeah, and white. Because yeah, yeah, okay. Plano West, obviously, you knew what was going on. You had uh, you had Sosa Jamabo playing basketball and football yeah. over there. You had uh, DJ Hogue. You had Mickey Mitchell. You had Tyler Davis. Like these were like guys that were known for. They were calling Mickey Mitchell like the best passer in the country mm-hmm. at that point in time. So we had to deal with that. And then Plano East also, I think uh, didn't Zach Smith go over to Plano. Yeah, East too? yeah. yeah so did, we had we had to deal with like those kind of talents. And then yeah. you had us. It's like we had a wide horizon of like. You know, I would even call them average because, like, at the end of the day, they were good at basketball. But it's just like we weren't good enough. Yeah, it's funny because I uh, played uh, y'all my senior year, twenty fourteen, my senior year. Yeah, uh, in the first round, and then we played Plano West in the third round. I think that's when Plano West won state, right? No, 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 no. They won. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Oh, so you are oh, you talking about like the twenty fourteen playoffs? Yeah, I yeah, think you're talking yeah. about like the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, that them winning state, bro, was just such uh, a yeah, that like, beater was crazy. I wasn't like I wasn't surprised because like they were just good. Because yeah, I remember stacked. they were so good that year that I had a friend who played on varsity and I remember he was like we lost to them by like five or was it ten? And he was like he wasn't necessarily happy, but he was just like, Bro, we lost to Plano East by uh, Plano West by like five or ten points. Yeah. Like a lot of they blowing people out like 20, 25 points, yeah. having their way. And then about Plano, man, when it comes to basketball, honestly, when it comes to like like sports in general, like everything we have is kind of like in the past. Like we just mm. got to look back at it and be like, oh, those yeah. are great times. Like we won, I think, five state championships, but all of them, none of them is past the 90s. What about football, y'all? Any I'm talking about football, oh, yeah. Football? Basketball, okay, we okay, got basketball. one state championship. Okay. And funny enough, I, are you? I don't know if you're familiar with like Football uh, at the NFL that much? I don't know if you know Rex Burkhead. He no. played. Now nah, he plays. He he played in Nebraska, and then he played for the Bengals for like seven years or so for a while. And he played with the Patriots, so okay. I think he has like two rings right now. So Rex Burkhead played football in Plano, but he also played basketball. Uh, I think he was a, he was a basketball player for his freshman sophomore year, mm-hmm. and he won state with him as a freshman. So it's like just like looking at it back then, it's like he went to Plano in two thousand. He was a freshman in like 2005, yeah. and that's when we won champion the, the state championship. Mm-hmm. It was like, bro, we haven't won nothing since 2005, yeah. 2006, and it's just funny if you ever if you ever go to Plano, like the athletic center, like closest to the football side, Rex Burkhead is like a god over there because mm. it's like he he's like the only player so far that actually played in the NFL, and you know is still there now. He has like I think a couple of Super Bowl rings right now with the Patriots, so Plano never lets go of that. You you know uh, Akeem Talib. 
Yeah. Yeah, he uh, graduated from Bergner, so he would come oh, back. Oh, real? Yeah, he yeah. would come back for pep rallies and stuff, and he's like, a, you know, yeah. everybody loves him up there. Bro, that's – that's and we – one of our other running backs, uh, he went there when I was going there, Brandon Stevens. He got drafted okay. in the third round from SMU. So I already know they, they're finna put, like, yeah. a billboard at school for him. But um, uh, so in high school, what would you say was – who was the like the that opponent that when it was time to play them every year you're like dang I'm about to play these people again and like why like was it a player was it the playing scheme or was it just like I don't know what what was it um I would have to say it'll probably been Dallas Skyline because it was just you know they they yeah. they were that hard nose I would compare them to like I don't know how big of a fan you were of Texas Tech but West Virginia like. Mm. So the pressing, the the how rough the sense. games were, yeah. how scrappy they were, it was just like man, them or uh, W T White. I don't know how familiar you are with them, but yeah, them two teams. It was just always a a fight, and it wasn't that they they were just like you know they had players that were good. They were just yeah. scrappy, like they gon' they gonna win, win some games with hard work. That <laughs> so. makes sense. Uh, so like I think we played, we actually played them skyline like my junior year. We played them in playoffs, um, but I mean. We, we got beat regardless because I know they're a very tough, like, yeah. physical team. Like, they play hard. And, you know, some teams, like, there's only so many fouls yeah. you don't call, yeah. bro. Like, you can't call a foul. Yeah. Kind of like the Pistons, the bad boys. Like, bro, like, like they bro. were so rough that if you called every foul, yeah, there would be nobody to play. Yeah. So, it's like, that's kind of how – that's kind of how I watch them play. Uh, speaking of West Virginia, bro, I remember when – whenever – this is 2018? Spring? I believe uh, – we beat uh, West Virginia when they were ranked number two in the nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, home. Bro, that yeah, was yeah. like, that was the wildest game of all time because I wish sometimes, I wish like, you know, basketball players and football players could see like how the crowd interacts. Yeah, like in yeah, the crowd, bro, it's the wildest things. Like you hear people say crazy stuff. Like <laughs> I remember y'all were playing like TCU one time and we're in the crowd and some dude, uh, he airballed, yeah, and like they just kept yelling. I'm, they kept yelling airball like the yeah, whole yeah, time, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, bro, like imagine actually working hard, you know, putting all the time to play D1 yeah. basketball for like a thousand, yeah. like a thousand, a bunch of thousand people just to come talk down to your name. It's funny because I always wish like the fans could see like the people in the the uh, you know the, the chairs and the arena could yeah. see. The, the swag surf from like the court. Like, yeah. Oh, it looked crazy, huh? I wish you, I wish y'all could have saw that because man, when y'all do that, it, it, man, it's, it's crazy. It's like you can't even focus during the timeout no more. Bro, you like, bro, you can't like being like Texas Tech when it comes to sports, at least football and basketball, it's probably the wildest it gets. Like when it comes to basketball, there's a lot more. Like there's not enough ex- like expression to go on because it's indoors. Mm. There's only yeah. so much you can do. Yep. Football though. Man, people mm-hmm. throwing tortillas. That's a throwing tortillas. Sneaking you, them in. The police sneaking, looking, looking for them, and they still can't find them. I don't know. Uh, when we played Oklahoma, this was Baker Mayfield was still playing over yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, and man. they were, like, cussing him out. Like, he was warming bro. up, and they were cussing him out. I'm like, bro, like, people don't realize. Like, I think coaches should sat down recruits. Like, like, bro, like, you need to be mentally the thing, ready. The thing that's so crazy about, like, when it comes to stuff like that, like them cussing him out, it's like I yeah. always look at it like, I love the competitive uh, competitiveness from the fans, you yeah. know, them wanting to win. But I'm like, man, I always look at it like, even though this is like our sport, like a sport, this is our job. Yeah, this is and our it's like, job, And bro. it's like, imagine somebody coming to your nine to five desk while you're typing at a computer and the whole time they, they leaning over your cubicle like, you suck. Like, man, like, look at you, you just messed up. I'm just like. Bro, in that not, it, And it'd no, be that, like diehard fans that's like, bro. you know, ready to fight. Like, I'm like, bro, Anything. I understand the fun of it. Like, you suck. Like, but there's people out there that's like. You really suck. So They're much, like, no, you suck. Yeah, it's just like anger in their heart. Yeah, like, like they actually hate you. Like, bro, you. Like, even watching the NBA Finals, the Suns, yeah. their fan base is nothing like yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Bro, like, the whole, I don't know if you saw, there's a clip of a guy counting, like, dollar oh, bills. Oh, yes, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. As Giannis was trying to shoot the free, like, how can you, there's so much that you have to get through, like, with playing basketball. And uh, just speaking of tech and, like, the crazy fan, man, I guess, tell me what, even, what made you choose tech out of the other schools that recruited you? Um, I just saw, I just saw, you know, opportunity to play. Like when I first got to Tech, you know, they were one of the worst teams yeah. in the Big Twelve. Um, so I just saw opportunity in the best conference in uh, the country, and you know, I saw 
Zach, Justin, and, and Norrence coming yeah. in, and also a couple other players. So, and I was just like, this is something we could build on. Um, and also, I just, you know, saw five hours from home. I'm still in Texas. And, yeah. True. like, you know, I kind of wanted to be somewhat close to home, but somewhat far. And, you know, it just happened to work out like that. When I went there, it was kind of like, you know, a family yeah. atmosphere. Um, Todrick Gocher, uh, do you know him? Yeah. He, I was a, he was an older guy. He went to uh, Lakeview Centennial. Oh, okay. So, he, when he was like my um, – you know, the guy who was taking me around on my visit. So he was yeah. real cool, and, you know, he kind of took me under his wing. So it was pretty cool to, uh, you know, get that get that love from him. All right, man. So uh, with with Tech, so first of all, I know I came into Tech 2016, and I remember, like, I went to football games. That's when That was Pat's last year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, okay, like, we, like, it's like we kind of, we suck at football, bro. Like, we're not mm-hmm. good. Like, we have, we have talent, but we just suck. It's like, okay, we go to basketball. And, like, that year was Coach Beard's first year. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, everything was still, every, yeah, like, it was, the, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that stinky year where you just got to go through yeah. so much. And we had just made the tournament the last year. Bro. Yeah. And, it's, and it wasn't even like, honestly, I didn't even think, like, I was just like, bro, like, it was like, you know when a team is good, but yeah. it's like, you have to go through that yeah. point in time. because We weren't getting over that hump yet. Yeah, because it was like, because y'all's record was not, like, the worst in the Big yeah. 12, but it was just like, it was like, you know what those record was like? It's just kind of like evened yeah. out. So it's like, obviously, yeah. you're not making the tournament. But it's like, bro, you put in your all, like, you know, the games were still entertaining and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I was like, bro, like, well, like, like I came to school to football and basketball, everything yeah. just all around. Yeah. But then, like, the next year, it was like, it was like something just switched. Yeah. Like, it was like, literally went from not making a tournament at all, people talking about being one of the worst teams in the Big 12, all of a sudden elite eight like yeah i was that transition for you like over it there? was it was tough especially coming from a, um you know making a tournament to that yeah. year like uh it's just like man we didn't make a tournament and, you know everybody looking at coach beer like is he the problem like what's, yeah. what's going on it's like nah like he was a good coach he was a good tough coach um and it's just like you know we just needed a couple more pieces uh we needed guys to you know believe in the process that he had for us and it, it was tough because you know after that summer uh, i mean after that season you know going in the summer i'm looking at it like hey this is my last season like yeah. justin zach you know norrence like what's up like this is our last season yeah. like this this got to be it i was like i'm not i'm not leaving college without going back to that tournament yeah. and you know and that that was like you know the summer like you know, we got, you know, Jared and Zaire that year, too. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, we we going to work. And it's funny because that first that first practice when everybody was in town, like those freshmen kicked our butt as seniors. And we were like, you know, and Coach Beard was like walking around practice like, I told you they were good. Like, I ain't afraid to start all five, all four freshmen. <laughs> and so that was just like a wake-up call. Like, oh, no, this ain't, this, this ain't going down like this. Like, you know. It's time to wake up because they kicked our butt. So we knew, especially with them, we like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta squat. Nah, bro, I, I definitely remember watching. Um, I think the first game I went to that year was like in the spring, um, and then like, bro, we just see, like, it was like different. It was like something is different about this team from last year. Uh, you got like, so like, bro, Zaire Smith. I don't know what like he was just like that freshman who was just like, bro. I remember watching him play for the first time. I'm like, bro, like. This kid got some talent. Like, yeah. he was dunking on people. Like, yeah. he was doing crazy stuff. And it was just like, bro, and that that was like the crazy. It was just funny to think about it because looking at how much talent y'all had in that team, because that was the year that you went crazy and Zaya mm-hmm. was going crazy as well. And it was just like, bro, this team is so talented. But it's like, it's not even big names. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when you talk about, like, Duke, you remember when, you know, like when Zion played with, you know, uh, R.J. Barrett, all those kind of people, you know, those yeah. are talent. Like, you know, those that's a dynasty that everyone's yeah. just together. But it was like, with us, it was like, okay, a lot of big names that, like, so it's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of names a lot of people don't know yet, but you know they're going to know these names ahead of time. So, like, watching, watching the transition from the 2016 year to that 2017, 2018 year was, like, completely different. And, um... So would you say coming together as a team when it came to that that first year, now outside of basketball and, you know, team relationships, would you how how tough was that? Like for it to create that relationship? Was it was it easy for y'all to just blend in or was it like you know, um, a lot of it was I wouldn't say, especially with Coach Beard kind of culture, it's kinda like 
it's it's easy to build that relationship, especially like you know we had all good guys on the team. It wasn't really no knuckleheads. Yeah. So he's always like, we eating together. We're yeah. doing this together. We're doing yoga together. We're yeah. uh we're we're going here together. Like we're doing this event together. And then we had like you know a team retreat where it was strictly for bonding, where we share like tough stories, where we yeah. we do this. So it's like it's it's no question because he knew like for us to win. We got to have that bond on the court and off the, off the court. court. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Uh, like you said, bro, like coming coming to that season, another thing I hate is looking at things from the fan base point. A lot of people expect a coach to just come in and just turn things around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, okay, you're supposed to be the best coach, you know? Like, you're supposed to be, like, the coach who knows everything. So yeah. it's like, why are we not winning games? But exactly. if you look at every team that's had, like, a turnaround from a coach standpoint, there's always most of the time there's that year that everything just goes the rebuilding year. Yeah, yeah. It's that, like everything is not good. Everything just goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Like people are trying to figure stuff when out. When he came in, it's yeah. kind of like those not even we're not even his players really. Yeah, he's like still getting to know y'all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like and, and people don't realize how much chemistry like not just on the court like knowing each other like yeah. if people don't know each other that well you know you have people like okay I'm finna dribble this I don't know what he can do like I know I can make this three mm-hmm. most likely. But if I pass it to that guy, I don't know if he's going to make the three, so I'm going to keep the ball to myself. Yeah. But it's like when y'all bonding, all that kind of stuff, and like there's so much chemistry on the team, it's like, okay, I can trust that guy to pass the ball. I don't know if you saw, I think there was something about Kobe saying when, the first, when he first, like when he was on the Lakers, I think this was after Shaq had left, and there was like, you know, a bunch of new guys, Lamar Odom, all of them. He was like, bro, like I'm Kobe Bryant. Like yeah. I know I'm cold, yeah. but it's like all these guys, You some of y'all last year, last season, y'all's numbers are not adding up. And some of y'all, I, I never played with y'all before, so I don't know what y'all can do. And it was like most of the time that's when everyone was making that Kobe joke that he's going to shoot on five mm-hmm. people if he has to. But it was like a transition because it was like, okay, as time went by, he would pass the ball here and there. And it's like, okay, that guy, I know I can I know I know can pass the ball to him in the paint. That guy, I know he's a spot-up shooter. That guy, I know he can do this. He plays defense well. So it was like that kind of thing that transcends into a good team. And uh, speaking of Coach Beard, how, do you, how did you feel after he left – because we're not going to ignore the elephant in the room, man. Yeah. He left Texas Tech to go to UT, yeah. and it looked so bad on, like, you know, it just looked so terrible because it's like, dang, that's our rival, our direct yeah. rival. So how did that, like, how did you feel about him leaving Tech? Um, it, it 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 hurt at first because it was just like, you know, I was uh, talking to one of my friends, um, Norris, who was also, you know, a former yeah. player, and uh, it was like a couple of days before, and I'm like, man, there's like no way because you start seeing the rumors. I was like, there's no way he's leaving Tech yeah. or whatever. Like, it's too good over here. He's like a king in Lubbock. He's nah. like Cliff Kingsbury Lubbock right now. So <laughs> um, it was actually surprising those next couple of days when we, we saw what was going on. But at, deep down in my heart, it was like, you know, I knew that, you know, he wasn't staying at Lubbock forever. Like, yeah. no matter how Lubbock, the fans, the community, like, wanted him to stay. Like, yeah. I knew he wasn't staying there forever. I didn't think he'd leave this soon. But yeah. – Forever and it's kind of like man, like that that sucks. But he graduated from there, so it's like, yeah. it's like you know that's another home for him too. And you know I wish nothing but the best for him. But it's just like you know, man, when he gets back to Lubbock on that game day, Bruh, they, they might have to have security. Nah, they, nah, oh, bro, they oh, probably man. gonna need to have security. They about to have standby. pitchforks and, and, and <laughs> but they about to put fight. him in a bus, just yeah. take him straight from the stadium. Yeah, people, we were making jokes that he might have to fly in game day and get no, off the plane bad. and go straight to the game. <laughs> no, no, they might need to make up like a landway for him, just to land right in front of the arena yeah. and go in, cause like, bro, like. People, you just know how, like, in the history of sports, yeah. bro, fans don't ever take you going to the rival team, like, very and that's what, And that's what I'm saying again, because I'm like, that's, like, real hate in people's yeah. hearts. Like, this is a <laughs> this is his job. Yeah, bad. And, like, when, when we found out, like, people were sending death threats to his daughters and stuff. No, I heard that. Okay, yeah. so for me, bro, it's like, bro, it's basketball, it's sports. Let's keep it basketball. What yeah, the hell? It, what, what the exactly. hell his daughter got to do with him exactly. leaving? She probably didn't want to move again. Or t- maybe like, she did, honestly. I wouldn't want to be in love with bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like, bro. So the way I see things is, obviously, when I saw he left, I was like, dang, bro, why he, like, you know, mm-hmm. all, you know, the regular fan stuff. But at the same time, I realized that, like, number one, that's just, like, he graduated from there. So at the end of the day, he probably owes him more loyalty mm-hmm. than he owes us. If you, I mean, depending yeah. how you look at it. Uh, and then again, it's like, bro, it's his job. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he's going to do what is best for him and his family. Yeah. Like, you know. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't care for the players or he yeah. doesn't care for tech. 
And that's where people mistake everything. Cause like, just because he's Coach Beard, you, you know, you, like we all know Coach Beard, the, the coach. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, you all, you y'all probably got to know him as a person. Mm-hmm. But it's like we, from the fans' standpoint, we don't know him as a person. So yeah. it's like you don't know what may, what the reason behind behind him yeah. moving was that he might not tell, you know. The, the press or he might not tell the newspaper or the, like whatever yeah. he's just gonna keep it to himself and for me I've always learned to look at things from you know both the basis of like a fan and just kind of like put yourself in the shoes of players because I hated KD for the longest time after he left but I was like I was a man but I was I wasn't an OKC yeah. fan I was because yeah. I was been a LeBron fan and my brother mm-hmm. he's like a diehard K he was a diehard KD fan OKC fan he had all the jerseys mm-hmm. the hats everything and like the morning of, it was 4th of July, I believe, and then it's like Kevin Durant going to Golden State Warriors. He just laid on the couch, shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say nothing. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the room, you know, I'm talking. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what happened to your boy, bro? I thought he was going to yeah, stay with you yeah, all the way. Yeah. And it was like, bro, um, you know, it's like looking at it at that time, it was like, bro, you know, KD is this, KD is that. But then you look at it from like, bro, KD is a human being. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. he probably got more money. Yeah. He, he he got to probably maybe be close to the family. I don't know. Yeah. He probably had a better situation at OKC. And it's like, I guess coming from a player standpoint, like how do you how do you react to certain like certain hate speech that come from fans that's just like not, you know? Uh for me and, and not a lot of people are, you know, just mentally tough to take that type of stuff. But me personally, when it's like the internet, I'm like like you know, I'm not trying to downplay anybody when they're getting cyberbullied, but I'm like, if you're getting cyberbullied, you can literally get off the internet. Yeah. You can literally turn it off. Like, you can literally not look at it. Like, mm-hmm. but for, for me, it's like, you know, I'm I'm big on, like, memes and, and, and laughing at funny stuff in the NBA, the yeah. jokes, this and that. So when certain stuff I see of me or they say to me, I just laugh at it. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because it's just like, bro, like, you took your time out of the day to message me, you suck. <laughs> or, like, I hate you or this, this, that. Or, like, you know, this guy's better than you. I'm just like, like what? I mean, you just it's just more motivation at the end of the day to do your job right. So it, for me, it's not like a big um, big thing to deal with. I don't. I've never seen like some tweets or anything that like, you know, have made me go curl up in a ball and just right. you know, yeah, feeling bad for myself. And that's one thing I don't like to do is feel bad for myself. Yeah, but you know, like what's crazy is there's probably like college players, NBA players yes. who like that affects. Because yes, at the end of time. the day, we all build different. Like I am a kind of person where it's like I'm very when it comes to like people talking smack, I'm very nonchalant. Like, you mm-hmm. could be talking so much smack in my face and I'm just looking at you. Like, I could get to that point where I just don't care. Mm-hmm. But that's me as a person. But yeah. there's people that, they look at these things and it's like, bro, now it's like someone who's trying to make it to the league. Yeah. You know, someone who's so much pressure's on him from, mm-hmm. you know, coaching to the fans. And then now you have, like, diehard fans who are like, yeah. you suck, you never make it in life. And, that's, like, it breaks these yeah. players, bro. That's that's how it was. That's how it is for me. Like, I'm I'm really nonchalant, like, especially in a basketball game. Like, I'm not this guy that's just about to be talking trash, this, this, that. And it's funny because, like, we're going to the locker room at halftime, yeah. and people be like, man, y'all hear what's the name talking trash? Like, Keenan, you heard this, this, that? Like, like, bro, was he talking trash? I don't even know. I'm so locked <laughs> into the game, like, calling the plays. Talking on defense, I don't hear nothing that yeah. that that uh, you know people are saying. Like, you ever seen that uh, that clip where Kobe's like sitting on the sideline or yeah. on the bench and Chris Rock is like sitting next to him talking to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking and about. Kobe doesn't hear a thing. He doesn't never knew nothing, he was bro. like that's how it is sometimes when like I, apparently t- players are talking trash to me and I'm just like, man, I have no idea what he said. Like none at all. Nah, people like it, it's just it's great to have that. It's really mm-hmm. great to have because like you can see Paul George when he was in the bubble, mm-hmm. they were calling him Pandemic P. Like, bro, like mm-hmm. can you imagine like a grown man? Mind you, Paul George used to be one of like Paul George was once one of the most respected players in the yeah. NBA. He was a great defender, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. He came back from the one of the worst injuries we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and then one season goes wrong and it's like Pandemic yeah. P. Yeah, after and all the work he did, after all the work he yeah. did, and it's like, bro, you Get can understand. How mentally and that still hurts. killing, yeah, and still killing, you yeah. know. And it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, he's, you know, yeah, he sold last year's, you know, uh, when when they played the Nuggets and yeah. the uh, the semi the semifinals, the conference semifinals. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you know, he sold. But at the end of the day, it's Paul George, bro. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make jokes about it, but at the end of the day, it's like it's Paul. We know what he 
He's capable. I think of. I think the toughest part about that is like, especially in in college, is when you know you you have a bad game. You know you're gonna expect some tweets mm-hmm. that say you did this bad or that bad. It's like, but then you go to a press co- uh, press conference, a uh, post game conference, yeah. and then they're like, so uh, Paul George. Why did you shoot the ball so bad? And you're like, like bro. I mean. <laughs> and it's like, bro, what do you want me to say? Like, did you see that question they asked uh, yeah, Devin Booker? Uh, Devin Booker's like, so how, it's like, how frustrated <laughs> are you for Chris Paul? What you want me to say? <laughs> what you want me to say? I'm sorry that I lost the ball. And, and it's he, funny because you know, they both look like. Because even Chris Paul was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I want to, like, I want to actually go to, like, the training. Like, if they get yes, training or anything, exactly. to be like, what do you tell these people? Like, because it's like, what? There was a question a while ago they asked. Was it Westbrook or Le- I think it was the Westbrook when he made that face. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah, I think they asked him, like, did y'all lose the game? Or it was something like, did y'all lose the game or did they win the game? Yeah. And he was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what but kind it's, of question? Nah, that, that type of stuff is crazy because, like, yeah. I see where, you know, the players get fined for whatever they yeah. do. And it's like, bro, can y'all find these refs? Can y'all find these reporters nah, for bad. these dumb questions? All these dumb questions. fake storylines that they make up and try to and try to get started. All the drama they try to do, like, it, it's annoying, man. Nah, if, if I was a player, honestly, swear to God, if I, was a, if I was a NBA player and I had a bad game, I'm just going to turn my phone off and throw it across the room because I'm not going on Twitter, bro. Can you imagine, like, getting off and just knowing that, like, because think about after a day of practice or a day of a game, all that kind of stuff. You want to go home, relax. You probably want to yeah. be on your phone too, fall asleep. Imagine not being able to be on your phone because one, your friends probably sending you tweets they saying about you. Mm-hmm. Two, you can't ever go on Twitter to scroll on something because they probably yeah. saying stuff about you. And then it's like, bro, like that's just a whole lot of pressure. And I know that, like, I give I give athletes credit because I can yeah. deal with that. I would, <laughs> some, I would deal with that. But certain certain dudes who would literally type in their name in the search bar yeah. and just literally scroll through. That's something you can't do. You torture yourself, yeah, bro. You can't, like, do that. you can't do that. Like you're gonna see whatever you're looking for. You're gonna find it, and it's gonna yeah. hurt you. But some people get motivated by stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you know, mm-hmm. get it how you can. Uh, so talk to me about that uh, that playoff run um, to the Elite Eight that year in 2018. How how was that? Oh uh, man, it was fun. Um, it was, you know, that those first two games, especially we got to play in Dallas, so that was yeah. like home court advantage for mm-hmm. us. And you know, the first game is always, you know, kind of shaky because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm back, and it's like win or go home. Senior mm-hmm. season, like this could be your last college game, and it's like, well, we a three seed, it was three seed, and going against what a twelve seed or yeah. something, and it's like. We cannot be that team that you know loses that, like yeah. you know like, <laughs> and it's, it's it's like you can't be that team. So yeah. it's already nerves like that, and for them, it's like we ain't got nothing to lose. Like what's yeah. like, even though they the seniors they want to win, but it's like really like we don't have nothing to lose. But for us, especially for me, you know, and like I, before that first game before the um our first uh, tournament game the night before, I called everybody in my room and I'm like, hey, like this is my senior year. Don't cheat me out of my senior year. Like I'm about to leave it all out there. Like let's not play no games with these dudes. The, we got we got some, a couple seniors in here. So you freshman, you freshman, you junior, you junior. Hey, leave all leave leave it all on the floor. Don't yeah. cheat us. This is our last year. So yeah, we, definitely. We, we came for you know business after that. But it was fun, um, especially like you know after we made it to Sweet Sixteen that. Um, uh, getting to play, we played Purdue, Purdue and, uh, yeah. yeah, and then we we you know a good team is so so crazy when you're watching certain teams yeah. on TV and then you actually play them, and it's like man, like then we beat them and then like the environment for the Elite Eight, I yeah. can only imagine the final. I I got to witness the final four for Tech when they yeah. went, but man, that environment is crazy. Like you're looking around, even though it was like a home game for Villanova. Yeah. It was still like, man, like this is crazy. crazy. Like looking around, it's like, wow, man, this a is whole insane. lot of people. Because now you got people who are fans and people who are not fans. They're just yeah. there because yeah. the elite eight trying yeah. to watch basketball. And uh, I remember, I remember that run because so during spring break, I believe that's when y'all beat Florida. Like y'all played Florida mm-hmm. that year, right? So um, I remember I was, I was like, we were, we had gone somewhere for for spring break. You know, we were out here having fun. And I just checked my phone real quick. I'm like, we be Florida. Because it's like, because it was like, I know they were a good team. Yeah. And apart from that, it's like, okay, yes, you know, we had a good run during the season. You know, it's our first, it's our first, you know, it's our first time actually making it past the first round of this tournament uh, of recent memory. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I mean, it's okay if we were to lose. It's not, not, that, not like it's okay, but it's like, yeah. if we were to lose in the second round, it's like, I mean, 
it's a team that's still getting experience yeah. in this tournament. So I mean, that's nothing out of the out of the ordinary. But it's like we when we beat Florida, I was like, okay. And then the Purdue game, I made sure to watch that. I was there the whole game. That was probably the funnest game ever. Because I remember when we watched the game from the house, it was like it was like everybody in Lubbock was mm-hmm. doing the same thing at the same yeah. time. Because the moment the game was over, it was a Thursday night. Yeah. The game was over. Everyone was like, we're going out to party. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they threw a, ran- <laughs> they threw a <laughs> random party, bro. And <laughs> like a party that was never pubbed. Like, it was just like, okay, we're throwing a party tonight. And everybody yeah. just went out and like had fun. And... That Villanova run, if if y'all had beat Villanova, yeah. I personally believe championship was y'all's yeah, year. Because yeah. losing to Villanova was like, and it was still like, it wasn't even like a blowout like, yeah, type no, stuff. It was like, yeah. you could tell that y'all were putting up that fight to beat that team. Because Villanova is that team that doesn't have, like, you don't have that one player that you're always like, okay, he's going to be... They outrageous. Just they're, they're just, just like stacked. so. You know how like the Spurs are. Yeah. How they just have like a plain Man. strategy that works. That's how Villanova. It, it was crazy. That was like one of the first teams. One of the first teams. I say the the, the second team was uh, Buddy Hill when he was at Oklahoma in yeah. his senior year. Besides that team, this team was like a team where I'm actually playing against them, and I'm like, bro, they're amazing. Like yeah. the ball movement, the teamwork, the team defense. Like yeah. I'm like, they're amazing, bro. They're good. And it's just like. I was never like, bro, we should have never lost. Like, yeah. you know, this is that we did. I'm like, bro, they're yeah, good. We, we they're did, good. We did, and they had like we four or five draft picks after that season. Yeah. So. Uh, also with uh, – so even speaking on stars right now, so when it comes to how was it playing against, you know, players that, you know, we talked about back then and now in the league. And, like, out of all those players who were able to make it to the league, like who was one of the hardest, like a list of the hardest players for you to guard or play against? Oh man, that's tough. Um, Buddy Hill was a problem, but I didn't really just—I wouldn't own him like you know all game. But yeah. I got some possessions. But watching him, like, man, I, I'll never forget when we played them at his place, and he just had like a thirty and thirty piece. Yeah. Like he didn't even break a sweat. It was <laughs> like, bro, like it was insane. I'll never forget that. And um, who else? Um. I mean, Trey Young's cooking in the um, yeah. in the in the NBA right now, and you know, you you saw the talent when he was in college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he was Lubbock he was too. getting That's off. Funny thing. Yeah, yeah, he was getting off um, in college. But you know, for us when we played him, we kind of held him like twenty points when yeah. he was like dropping thirty and forty on everybody. Yeah. So it was like a accomplishment for us. So like, I think first time we played him, he probably had like twenty four. Second time it was like seventeen, eighteen. So it was like. Good for us, but yeah, they were they were getting off. Um, Javon Carter, he was a um, he was a problem in two in college, and it wasn't just so much offense. It was just like he'll get buckets from you know that steal, like pressing. He was so good yeah. at defense that uh, it was you know it was just a talent. And Devontae Graham, he was a problem in college too for Kansas all four yeah. years. So, um, so uh, playing, uh, so so playing, getting into college and getting to Tech, playing in. Division one, like Big Twelve. We know Big Twelve is one of the mm-hmm. biggest basketball like tournaments. Uh so or conferences. Um, so what was your welcome to college? Like this is D one basketball moment. Like what was a point in time that someone just like did you dirty that you were just like, dang, like this is real basketball here? Um I think it had to be I don't remember anything like in practice happening but it was like I think it was like an early game in the season it's mm-hmm. like um I think we were playing like who was it Fresno State or something mm-hmm. and it was this guy that was playing defense on I me mean, I'm bringing up the ball and I turned it over like three or four times in a row and I'm like bro like what like it makes you you know question your yeah. whole game I'm like bro I know I can dribble like <laughs> And then the next time, you know, you're just shaking. Like, you bring the ball to the court. It's like, bro, I'm about to turn it over again. And then I and turn you already know he's about to I'm like, happen. man. And then I just sat for the rest of the game. That was, I feel like that was, like, my welcome, you know, to college moment. Like, because yeah. that was still early in the season. And it was just like I had to really learn from that experience. Um, so, out of all the teammates that you got to play with in college, who who would you say was your, like, your your favorite teammates to, to play with? And just, you know, to just bond everything in general, the whole experience. Um, man, that's tough. Um, my freshman year, it was Clark uh, Lambert. Um, he was a senior when I came in. He kind of took me under his wing. 
showed me the ropes. He's like a walk-on that got played in time because he just, you know, busted his butt and just worked hard. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, our, our little, f- like, freshman group, me, Zach, Norris, Justin, yeah. it was just, like, so fun playing with them. Um, you know, you just with them for four years. So it was just like we, we grew together. We lived together yeah. for our first two years. And then, um, you know, it was, it was just always fun playing with them. And it was just um, – a sad day that you know when we finally lost it. It's like, man, I might never, might not ever play with them again. So, so what was uh, playing in college? Even from from high school through college till now, playing overseas. What what is still what is, what would you say is the greatest challenge you've had to face? Um, I would just say every every um every team you get on, it's always a new it's new players. Mm-hmm. It'd be a new coach. So you got to learn new personalities. You got to learn new styles of how certain people play. Um, especially being a point guard, you got to know all of that stuff. Um, and it's just like new coaching systems and new environments to live in. So it's just like always something new. Like your mind has to adapt everywhere you go. You, you can't really get lackadaisical and just, you know, get comfortable. Like you're always on a, 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 a new new uh, challenge. And uh, now, now speaking about playing overseas, I know it's definitely – completely different from, you know, playing, mm-hmm. you know, playing in college and playing out here. So how was that transition from, you know, you, you weren't just leaving your city or your state. Mm-hmm. You were leaving the whole country to go somewhere yeah. else to play. How was that for you? Uh, it was it was tough the first time because, um, you know, I knew that it would be different. But uh, my first destination I went to was Bosnia. And I, I went there and it was like, man, uh, complete, complete shock. Um Culture wise, or yeah, just just, just culture wise, especially because I was inside like such a little a little city. Mm-hmm. Like, no one was racist there, but it was just like they would look at me because a lot of them hadn't seen a black person before. And it's like right. I remember uh, <laughs> one person came up to me. It was like, wow, like, um, I've never seen a black person before. Um, That's a I've wild, only, I've only I've only seen you in the movies. And then this, this, <laughs> is, this is this is what they said. Why do white people treat y'all like that? Hey, at least they care. <laughs> hey, I just started laughing, and it was just like, man, it's crazy. But then, like, you know, my, my second year overseas when I went to Israel this past season, mm-hmm. amazing, man. I love it there. Love it. I, I got blessed to, you know, be able to play there. And it's like everybody there speaks English. It's black people. It's Africans. It's Ethiopians. It's so know, all types of race, Moroccan, like everything. And it's a lot of Americans out there, too, because a lot of Americans are Jewish, and, you know, you yeah. don't even know it. And some of them want to move back to you know, that th- their people and, you know, learn their culture and yeah. learn this and this, this and that. And it's funny because uh, one time I went to a hotel to, to get away for a weekend and I'm in there uh, at the desk, like, you know, checking in. And um, it's like this black dude uh, who works there. I think he was like a janitor or something. He was, he was doing something there cleaning. And he comes up. He's like, where are you from? And I was like, uh, from uh, from Texas. He's like, oh, OK, I'm from Chicago. You're like, what? <laughs> you from where? What are you doing here? And I can't remember what he said, but he's like, yeah, I just moved out. Like, you know, yeah. I moved out here, uh, family. And I said, bro, you from Chicago? You just out here living. Yeah. Just out here living, working at a hotel. But it was, it's funny, though. But it's a, it's definitely an experience. Like, um, I don't know. Have you ever been out of the country? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from Nigeria. Okay. So I was actually going to say that concerning the uh, cultural difference. Because yeah. for me, it's like the reverse. Because I was born in Nigeria. And then I grew up there till I was about 13, 14. Okay. And I came out here. So it was like I was already used to living a kind of lifestyle for 14 oh, years. Man. And you come out here. And just like they said, I mean, I had, I had seen a couple of white people before because, mm-hmm. you know, they you know white people travel everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was like, funny enough, there was actually a, I had a neighbor who was white. Mm-hmm. And she had, she had like a complete Nigerian accent. And it was the craziest thing ever. And like, where where is she from? She was, she was from America. <laughs> like she just she had been out there for so long. She was married to a Nigerian man around Nigerian families, and like, bro, she so there's a there's a language in Nigeria called pidgin. It's like broken English. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I was with my big cousin. We were getting some snacks, and she walks up to us and just speaks it like fluently, and we're just like, what? Like it's yeah, like, bro, yeah, we didn't yeah. expect that to happen. Yeah. But coming here, it was so different because it was like, bro, you can't speak the way. Like there's certain things you can't say, and not mm-hmm. like in Nigeria, like they're just very expressive. Yeah, certain things that you would say that people wouldn't take offense to back there, yeah. but like here you can't do that. Yeah, and it's like you know you can you uh, can talk about like religion very freely in Nigeria, like type yeah. stuff. But you know here 
it could be like your you know it's like, a, it's like a, a yeah. group for everything a hate group like you you know she them we yeah. the like you know it's well, a lot of it's <laughs> a lot of stuff going on and it's like it's hard to not mess up yeah it's hard to to you know and it's just like especially like that's why on social media when it comes to just like tweeting and posting and yeah. retweeting I'm so careful with that stuff like I don't want to you I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes, yeah. man. I'm just here to post my picture and go about my day, man. I've always had this mindset, man. Like, I believe what I believe in. You believe what you mm-hmm. believe in. But I'm not going to try and tell you that you're yes, wrong. exactly. But at the same time, don't try to tell me yes, that I'm wrong, yes. you know, because we believe in what we believe in for two different reasons. Yeah. And it's like, I'll never, like, put you down because, oh, no, this is wrong. You shouldn't believe in this. Yeah. But, like, you know, I'm going to respect. Like, yeah. we could have conversation as why you believe in that. Yeah. And I'm going to respect your reasoning. We could, you know, get into a yeah. debate about certain things. But, just don't question my belief yeah. and like try to like put me down because yeah. you think your belief should be accepted. Like, it's, I don't, it's, I don't really it's like very that. annoying that we live in a, a society or a world where it's yeah. like it's always a right and wrong, and it's yeah. it's not always it shouldn't a be right like and wrong. That. Yeah. Like it's okay, you doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. There's no right and wrong. Like okay, you believe that? That's that's good. Okay, but good. that's yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, and that's good, and I won't yeah. put you down for that. Yeah. And I expect you to come with the same respect towards me. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, just living overseas in general is so it's so cool to learn different cultures yeah. and um, you know, just meeting different people. And once you once you leave, I'm sure when you came over here, you you um, you realize like, man, like America's crazy, like yeah. man, uh, crazy. Because <laughs> when I go over there, I feel like I'm I'm safe, I'm relaxed in yeah. a way, like. Here it's like, man, does he is he packing? He got a gun. Like, well, apart from that's like, bro, you can watch it from, you can see it from school, bro. You know, yeah. in Nigeria, it's like everyone wears uniforms in most schools. Uh, you know, you refer to everyone as like, like you know, certain ma'am, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You come here, you see a kid say, "Shut up" to the teacher. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. Cause in like, bro, in Nigeria, bro, like you get whoopings in school. Yeah. Like your parents, yeah. not the only ones you worried about giving mm-hmm. you ass whooping, like. You, your teachers will get like will give you a whooping like you don't do good at this like so you know it's very different like you know it's very respectful but here you see people telling their parents shut up yeah. you see people telling their teachers shut up like like you know flicking the teachers off cussing yeah. at them and it's like bro it's very different but at the same time you know like I said you know I don't I don't necessarily judge a culture yeah as long as it's not like just hate you know yeah. hate crime like when it comes to like you there's know racism and all right there's now. a lot of hate bro yeah. and that needs to stop because yeah like what? What? What's the point? Like you know, what's the point of that? Yeah. But uh, anyways, man, we're we're coming to the you know to a close of this of this podcast. But before we wrap up, um, now watching Tech losing in the 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 literal final game of the season mm-hmm. in 2019. That you know that run we went all the way to the uh, national championship. How was that? Like, was it more painful than when you actually played, or was it less um, painful? It was really, it was really crazy. Um, it's actually funny because at the beginning of the season, I was like, I don't think we going to do really anything. Do yeah. anything. And it's just like, you know, I feel like that, that run was set up so perfectly. Like we, we each round, we got the perfect team for yeah. our team to beat. And, um, you know, when we first got there, um, I forgot who we were playing. I think Michigan State first. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was it's just, final it was just four, a, correct? yeah. yeah. And it was just like a great, a great environment. Like it was, it was packed house. Yeah. It was so cool. And like, you know, I just felt like we had the, we got the best fans in the country yeah. there, especially. So it was just fun to watch. And um, you know, that last game, it was just like, it's kind of, kind of sad to see because we were up by like yeah. two or something with like thirty seconds and some, left, and I it was like a, it was like a bad rotation. Yeah. And, and the he best had a player wide had corner three. three. Yeah. And I was just like, Yeah, corner, you know, lost. that's the sweet spot. That's the spot everybody want to get a three off. That was, yeah. that was a sad day because I remember, you know, a couple of days before after we beat Michigan State, Tech, I mean, Lubbock went upside down. They were flipping cars, burning oh, Broadway. Yeah, bro, yeah. I was like, what the I, hell? <laughs> I said, it's probably good we didn't win the championship. Yeah, no, what? They would have blown up the whole. It would have been no tech. Been, no tech, They would have moved it to online before the pandemic even hit. Bro, so that was ridiculous. People were acting like that, man. Yeah, no, nah, it, was, it, was, it was a crazy time to be a tech. I'm glad. Like, that's a point in time that I can talk about, mm-hmm. like, when people talk, when I'm older, I could be telling my kids, like, when I went to Tech, like, this is something I got to experience. Yeah. I feel like everyone needs to experience that. Because, like, for, for those who got to experience, like, whenever, uh, you know, um, Vince Young, she went to UT. Oh, man. I, know I had a teacher in high school who went who went there at the time, and she said, like, that was the craziest time to go to yeah. UT. Like, just so many things that you get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, another question, man, 
we talked about this post, this Instagram post. So I'm just gonna ask you. You got you got Shaq, you got Curry, LeBron, Kobe, MJ, and KD. Who you benching? Who's your starting five? I feel like the only person I'm benching is I want to say KD. Bro, come on. No, okay, I want to hear. A reason I want to. I want to. I want to say that because he's the only person that hasn't proven. Like who isn't proven? Like he came to the Warriors and got him a ring, but everybody else was like, you doing know, they. they st- I can understand that. That's a different. Uh, that's a different way to look at it. For me, when I'm looking at through like the the team itself, mm-hmm. the only thing that made the best decision is to cut. As wild as this sounds, is to either is to bench either Kobe or or Jordan, and I'll tell you why. Why Be, you could cut you could bench Steph too, but yeah. let me explain this strategy. So. You already have a pure. You have a point guard in Steph, so you're good. Mm-hmm. Kobe and and uh, and um, Jordan play the same way. Like they're almost the same. So it's like, in a sense, you're gonna always have that player on the court if Kobe or Jordan's coming off the bench. You're just gonna replace each other. Yeah. So it's like there's no point of having both of them. But who on them, the floor? Who, but who's your? If you ain't got, hold on. Who did you say? So it's you gonna be Steph. Co- you say Steph, Jordan. Braun. I mean Steph, Jordan, KD, Braun, and then Shaq. No, no, but who would you who would you bench? Who would I bench? Yeah. I'll bench Kobe. Okay. I'll bench Kobe or I'll bench Steph, play small ball on, on the forward and put Jordan there and let LeBron play point guard. But I don't know. I just it, it sounds good I, to me having both of them defenders out there on that wing, Kobe and MJ just harassing people. KD, I can't. I just can't bench a seven footer who can do all that. Mm-hmm. But Shaq should be the last person you want to bench because yeah. like, you have a pure rim protector mm-hmm. right there. That's, no one's that's getting brick through. Brick wall, him. Hall of Fame screens right there. Yeah. All right. So last question, man. So you have your starting five, including you. So it's you now. You're the point guard. Mm-hmm. Who is the other four that's coming with you? Like dead or alive? College, NBA, high school. LeBron. Like, okay. MJ. Um. Go Shaq, and then probably a healthy AD. Healthy AD, that's different. Damn, that's actually that's 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 a cool lineup. Though you can't yeah. beat that. You can't beat that. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. But all right, man. Appreciate you yeah. so much for this interview, man. It was it was great talking about basketball and all appreciate this. That. Uh, appreciate y'all so much for for watching today. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we're now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The links are going to be below in the description. Y'all make sure to tune in. And if y'all have any debate topics or anyone you want me to interview, let me know. But with that being said, guys, it's a wrap. Peace out.